morning. Welcome to the name of Jesus. Good morning. What is that, man? Too many few people partying with me too much last night after the 90s. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but no, I am supposed to call out sinners. Today is the third Sunday after Epiphany, and our sermon text this morning will be our epistle lesson from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the 12th chapter. If you have Bibles with you today, you have a Bible out on your phone, you might want to go ahead and open it up because we're going to do a little Bible talking today during the sermon, so, so that you're ready to, if you want to, follow along and to share with you several verses as we're talking about what does it mean to have unity in Christ for, for all of us. So let's begin this morning singing How Great is Our God. Y'all right. Yeah. 
different backgrounds, families, situations, experiences, and challenges, and joys. But here in God's house, something happens that makes us not just a collection of individuals, but joined together as one person, one body. This unity happens because we have been gathered by one baptism, in one faith, in one Lord, our God whose greatness has been shown in our hearts, and to the world in His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Here our Lord speaks, and you and I listen. And in the listening we are moved to repentance and faith, true repentance of heart over our sins, and true faith that knows that the Scriptures, the Word of God, are fulfilled in our Lord Jesus Christ. May true joy motivate our praise of God here in all our days as God's people scattered throughout the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us confess our sins to God, our merciful Father. To you, O God. We confess that we have sinned against you in thoughts, words, and deeds, and also by the good that we have failed to do. Our love for you and for our neighbors has been weak or even dead. By your law, you reveal the judgment we rightly deserve, because your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, has fulfilled your law on our behalf. Jesus Christ our Lord, in the stead and by the command of our Savior, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing here I am to worship.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities and stretch forth the hand of your majesty to heal and defend us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. 
that would make, not make sense to be any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, were, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we bestow the greatest honor. In our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our most presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise to reading the gospel. Truly I say to you, 
No prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sodom, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them were plants, but only Nahum the Syrian. When they heard these things, all the sin in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of the town, and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. I can't do it by myself. Okay? I'd make them all do it, but they'd probably run out of the church. So you guys gotta talk. You guys know the song Hokey Pokey? You know? You put the right hand in, you put the right hand out, you put the right hand in, and you shake it all about. You do the Pokey Pokey, and turn the seats up around. That's what it's all about. I should have them all do it. Okay? You can stand up and do it if you want. Well, you know, that's the whole thing's not really about Christ, it's about me. 
And then the way in the back, there's Mike, and Mike says, no, no, it's about me. And then Bob says, no, no, it's about me. And Dave says, it's about me. And all of a sudden we have, how many people we have here today, everybody in the line saying, oh, it's all about me. It's not about Jesus. And we go to do the hokey pokey, and guess what? Nobody jumps in. Because we're not one body. But here's the cool thing. Because of Jesus, we're all one body. And guess what? Each one of us, including you Jews, we all have special gifts. God gives us gifts. The gift he gave me, maybe, is to be a pastor. That's a gift. He doesn't give it to everybody, right? And maybe, maybe he gives you the gift of healing. Healing is an incredible gift that's a whole bunch of different things. And you can just make me feel good when I feel bad. That's healing my soul, right? And maybe he gives you the gift of singing. You like to sing? Oh, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> that was it, like human, right? But it's just that you had to give to singing. And you can sing and make us all feel wonderful as we sing about Jesus. Right? So each one of us, every one of them, you two, and we all have a part. And then all those people watching the line, they're part of our family. And so we out and stretch out. And then all those people, do you know that we have somebody in Ireland who us. Somebody in Spain watched us for a while. Somebody in Hawaii. That person I know that was. Uh, I figured that was easy. But see, all over the world, so we're big. And guess what? It's not just Trinity, but it's all the rest of the Christian church. We're all one body in Jesus. Isn't that cool? Right? So guess what? We really can do the hokey pokey with everybody. Yeah, actually, it's smile. You want to do it again? No. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's pray. We won't pray about the Holy Spirit, okay? Pray with me. Dear God, Dear God. Thank, you thank you for all of us, for all of us. each individual part of the whole body of the church. Your church. Church of Jesus Christ. In his name. Let's sing our hymn today.
And that's Ephesians 3.6, which says, Through the gospel, we are heirs, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. So very often, we go through life, and we don't even be begin to realize the blessings that we have. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. All the promises of God are yes to us in Christ Jesus. God said his yes to you and me when, we, when, when in love he sent his son to be one of us. And as our substitute to die our death with the wrath of God the Father heaped upon him. And because the Father accepted his sacrifice for us, you and I know ourselves to be then forgiven and redeemed, bought back to himself. We are made then co-heirs together with Christ of God's eternal kingdom. We are given a peace that passes all understanding. He is our strength and our shield, our mighty fortress in times of trouble. Secondly, he calls us to hope. Ephesians 4, 4 says this, You were called to one hope when you were called. What a hope we have. Let me ask you another question. What is hope? Let me answer that to yourself for a second. Take a, take a few seconds and answer that question to yourself. What is hope? The Bible says this. It says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So in the English language, hope tends to be a verb. But in the Greek, as in its verse, it's a noun. Some people put their hope in their education, some put their hope in their health, some put hope for security and wealth, and that becomes their anchor. But sometimes the anchor breaks loose and it bangs against the ship. And you know what happens when, the, when the, the large anchors of big ships bang against the hull of the ship? Those ships tend to sink because of the holes made by the anchor. If health is your anchor, you may get sunk at your next doctor's visit. I hope in, in, in Christ according to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, is the only unfailing anchor for the soul. As believers in Christ, we're called to the one hope, to our calling, that is, to eternal life in God's kingdom. It's the rock-solid assurance of no matter what the future has in store for us, God is the owner of all things. God is the one in charge. Thirdly, God has called us to belong. Romans 12, 5 says, So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all others. When God calls you to salvation, He also calls you to a community. There is no such thing as Christianity in isolation. There are no lone ranger disciples. No, my life is my business. Within the community of believers, when God calls us, He calls us together. We become members of the body of Christ. 
Fourthly, we are called to peace. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. We're called to give up our selfish mindset and pursuits and hand ourselves over to the greater good of the body. The way we relate to one another is supposed to be radically different from the way non-Christians treat one another. Humility, gentleness, patience, enduring one another's faults, weaknesses, and even idiosyncrasies. That should characterize what our relationships look like. It demands a selfless attitude. When Jesus stands among us and his presence and his words proclaim, peace be with you, the peace is, is our bond. We're united in the peace. The peace comes through the grace of God, a peace that passes all understanding, a peace that is yours, mine, our common joy. Fifthly, we are called to truth. Ephesians 4, 15 and 16 says this, Instead, we will hold to the truth in love, becoming more and more in every way like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Under his direction, the whole body is fitted together perfectly, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing full of love. The truth that, that's being talked about here is God's unfailing word. You and I are in this together. The health of this local body and your individual spiritual maturity is connected to each one. God's intention is that we be united in building each other up in his word of truth. It means that we have a commitment to challenge those who are loosely connected and do everything in our power to draw them back to God and to His grace. If they put up a wall, then we have to speak the truth in love and ask them where they are in their relationship to Christ as their Savior and Lord. How committed are you to be spiritually healthy and growing and full of love? Sixthly, God has called us to unity and oneness. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 3 says this, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And verse 13 says, So all of us together shall come to that oneness in our faith, and in our knowledge of the Son of God. We shall become mature and complete people, becoming fully like Christ in all we think, say, and do. In the church, the body of Christ, Major problems can occur if one or more members are not living in unity with other members. Philippians 2.2 says, Make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and purpose. And finally, this might be the toughest one of all, we are called to function. Romans 12, 4, 5, 4 and 5 say this. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts 
of his one body, and each of us has different work to do, and since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs the other. There is one body, there is one Lord over the body, and that's Jesus. What happens when you and I don't obey his commands, our followers lead. We then have a sick body. My last question for you this morning is, is, why does all this matter anyway? I think that may be the most important question of all. One I encourage you to not just forget about, forget about everything else in the storm this morning, remember that. So when you get home this morning, or this afternoon, or whatever, before you turn on and watch the football games today, or go garden in your backyard, or clean the house, or make lunch, ask yourself the question, why does all this matter? Because it does matter. Jesus has called you and me to a work that needed to be done. Literally, we are the body of Christ. Hands to do His work, feet to run His errands, Voices to speak for Him. You are ambassadors for Christ. You represent Him. And it's Him whom we want the world to know. You and I are here for a purpose. Working cooperatively with one another to let the world and people around us know that in Jesus Christ, people can find hope, healing, and new life. May the Holy Spirit breathe upon you and me upon us, the grace of unity in Christ, so that in our multifaceted diversity of gifts, we might willingly serve our God and accomplish His purposes. That people might come to know Him and Jesus Christ, whom He has sent. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, indeed, send Your Spirit upon us. So that we can, in the unity of your church, of your body, go and share and represent you to the people who might come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Let us now rise and profess our faith in the word of our creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven. Amen.
Excuse me, let us pray. Lord God, we give you thanks that you have gathered us together from our solitary lives to be a united family in the forgiveness of our sins. We thank you for your wonderful grace and mercy that you have revealed to us and to the whole world in your Son, Jesus Christ. As we have faithfully heard your mighty word this day, cause our hearts to rejoice and respond in glad praise to you. Lord, in your mercy, grant unity and blessing to your whole church on earth. Give her grace and power to faithfully proclaim your perfect law and glorious gospel. Bless all creatures of your word and those who serve you and the world in their various vocations. Grant that many be drawn by your spirit to join us in the fellowship of all the saints. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, graciously bless, protect, and defend our nation, its elected leaders, and especially those who serve bravely in the military and all the agencies that help and protect us. Bind all citizens of our country in a common allegiance and obedience to your will and the rule of law. Bless all who care for the poor, the downtrodden, and the lonely. Lord, in your mercy. As your son came to proclaim liberty, proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. So bring comfort and healing to all who are sick or have any other adversity. Especially today, we lift up Art and Eunice and Linda, Joe and Cheryl, Dick and Chet. Grant your help and blessings to all who minister to them in any need. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. And give thanks to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. And him being found in the substance of our mortal natures, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we lie and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
which we plan to enjoy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all very daily sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and, and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be our glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father,
steadfast, the truth faith, the life everlasting. Depart, knowing the peace and the love of our Lord. Amen.
We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us, that your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. We sing our closing hymn.
first day because it is going to be led by our pastor. We were inviting all the men to join us. The women don't know that, but I just decided that. <laughs> we're going to study, we're going to look at the Lutheran Songbook. It is more than just opening it up on Sunday morning and singing some praises to the Lord. So we're very thankful that pastors offered to do this, and we're looking forward to seeing all of you. The following uh, Thursday, we're back to studying for a special 12-week uh, event called 12 Women of Scripture, and it's going to be led by Rachel Markham, and there is a study guide that goes with it. I have ordered the study guides, but we have a, we have a packed house. We've got, well, I call it packed because we had to set a number because I had to get the order in to get the books, and so I set it at 18, and we're just about filled, which is just beautiful to have 18 women coming on Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. And the only thing that we promise you, other than a wonderful Bible study and time together, is a cup of coffee or tea. So we look forward to seeing you this Thursday. Men and women, please come and join us. And um, from then on, we'll be taking the Thursdays uh, for the study of the women of the scripture. It's going to be very interesting because their DVD goes along with it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandra. 10 o'clock Wednesday. Thursday. 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 I best go check my calendar, right? We need to test them. I said that because I don't want you to forget. That's a good thing. Uh, you're Rachel. Um, as most of you know, that we spent the last month in Guadalajara, Mexico, because our daughter lives down there now. But it was interesting because um, she's getting involved with a Calvary Chapel church down there. And on Christmas, they had, because that community right there is very, very poor, and on Christmas, they had a dinner for the children, and they gave out toys and everything. But I just wanted to let you know that Samaritan's Purse boxes go to that community, to yeah. those children. Oh, and that was really neat to find out. Nice. Yeah. So maybe one of the boxes you brought in from Guadalajara, Mexico. Nice, that's cool. Thanks for sharing. Other announcements? Okay, I have one more, I think. So today, plenty of time to grab a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a cup of water. Um, if there's snacks, I have enough for snacks. And at 10.30, uh, Derek Metzger from Lutheran Social Services of Northern California is here to share with us the work that they're doing in Reading. You may remember we a coalition together to invite them up a couple years ago, and, and they have been doing amazing work. And also to share with us how we can help them, and specifically they, they, they work with the homeless, and I'll let Gary share with you what aspect of that they, they do. They have a pretty specific market that, turn that a specific group of homeless that they work with for the most part. But, uh, he'll share all that with you. So please stay and join us um, for, for about an hour. And, uh, you go home and watch football, do gardening, and remember that question I asked you. Why does this all matter? Why does it all matter? Right. Let's go in peace and let's serve the Lord.
Yeah. Uh, 